This is Chris Carbonell with Strong Arm, and this is my chapter of As the Story Grows. What would you say you do here? Have a good time all the time. Who's got it better than us? Nobody! What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Well, I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. I've got information, man. I want you to be realistic. What do you love about music? I am being realistic. As the story grows. You got this, Travis. Make him wait for it. Boom. Welcome back to the next chapter of As the Story Grows. My name is Trav, and we're talking to Chris Carbonell of Strong Arm. Chris, thank you so much for uh, persevering with all the technical difficulties of a podcast. Now you see how uh, now you see how wonky of a system this can be, right? Right. That's no problem. Fun stuff. How you doing, man? Yes, doing good. Doing good. Um, Living the where, life. Where the hell have you been? <laughs> oh man. I was in a monastery up in, uh, no, I've just been raising, raising a family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How big well, of a family? What do you got? What do you got cooking small now? Small family. Small? I got, I got one little miracle. Oh yeah? Yeah. Doctor said we'd never be able to have kids, but, uh, you know, the Lord has different plans. So the doctor got, wow. Yeah. The doctor said you guys wouldn't be able to get pregnant and you got pregnant. Yeah. Stay, uh, doctor. yeah. Lord. My wife went through surgery and whatnot, and then the doctor was like, you have six months to have a kid, you know, or, you know, her, I guess because of hormonal, hormonal situations with her, some cysts or something okay. down there. Anyway, okay. not, a, not a doctor. Right. Anyway. So anyway, we uh, called a bunch of people and just got a bunch of prayer. And then honestly, and every bunch of people prayed for us. And I was just like, we'll just adopt. I want to adopt anyway, so we'll adopt. It'll be cool. And then we forgot about it. And then, like uh, a year later, we she was pregnant. No so kidding. That, that was eight years ago. Yeah. And that's that's six months after the deadline of six months that the doctor gave. Exactly. Very exactly. cool. And she has been completely healed from as endometriosis is what she had. Okay. So okay. She's been completely healed of it. So. That's amazing. That's a great story, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. We're pretty pumped about it. <laughs> so you're focusing on that. So you have a you have an eight year old uh, son, daughter. Yep. Yep. Jack. Jack. Son. Yep. Nice. That's cool, man. That's that's a cool story. I like those stories. Appreciate it. Don't have three kids, but hey, yet. No, that was <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many jobs you have, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't advise our kids. <laughs> They're so expensive. Holy crap. I know. When they get older and start playing sports, every time they leave the house, they need $50. I swear. They're like, Oh, their, wow. How old are your kids? Their feet don't fit in sh the sneakers anymore. And we need a particular type of cleat or something. It's, it's, it's brutal, man. Yeah. But it's expensive. Yeah. So anyway, so still in Florida, still in Florida. Yeah. What part of Florida? What's your exact home address? Let's get that out there. <laughs> I live in Boca Raton right now. Okay. All right. I guess uh, I wanted to get you on here because I've made it, I've made it public knowledge that uh, Advent of a Miracle is my favorite hardcore album ever. You guys. Oh, nice. Kind of, uh, you guys kind of tripped into that um, hardcore crossover into metal a little bit with a, like a splash of metal without it being like double kick, daka, 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 that metal core, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, totally, totally tapped the vein and Advent was like my jam. So, um, I thought, I don't, I don't even ever heard Chris talk ever. I wonder if he's still around. 
and I've had I had I had Steven on the show a long time ago and oh cool okay. I just texted him and was like dude is Chris alive and he's like yeah here's his number call <laughs> okay so uh that was easy yeah. I, I can't believe how easy this came down so I, w- I wanted to have you on the show to to kind of tell us your story just because I don't think many people know it so you have the floor brother tell me um tell me how y'all got started with uh with uh getting in the bands and stuff well me and this guy Dave circa 1990, wanted to start a punk rock band. He sang and I kind of played the drums at the time. And we were just like, it's punk rock. Let's go for it. And we'll figure it out on the way. Okay. And so um, we were looking for a guitar player and a bass player. And at church one day, Dave knew Jason from somewhere. Okay. And so we started talking. We were like, why don't we get together? And Jason at the time didn't punk rock wasn't his thing. You know what I mean? So um, he knew of a couple bigger name bands, you know, from the eighties, but um, he was more into just more melodic stuff. And, um, but he was interested in doing it. So we got together and we just, we jammed and started, (laughs) we used to practice in a messianic temple sanctuary on the stage <laughs> they used to let us practice there how'd you talk them into that oh it was jason the base jason and the, our bass player matt they went to church there okay all right so they talked him into it we just showed up it was really awkward at first <laughs> but for me but anyway so we practiced there luckily there's no recordings of that band out there floating around okay it was really bad but but that's where we kind of cut our teeth and whatnot Dave got married, Matt went away to college, me and Jason still wanted to keep going with the band, but we wanted to do something heavier. So we were doing, uh, we ran into, we met Chad, bass player. Josh and I have been friends since before, since before Jason, everybody. So, okay. uh, but Josh was in another band called Endure at the time, which were, they were great. They were so good. And we were not. Ekthus played Ekthus and Endure were both playing the same scene. We weren't taken serious and they were. <laughs> okay. But anyway, uh at any rate, months down the line, and Endure broke up. It took forever for me to talk Josh into joining a band because he didn't want to be part of Ekthus. So and we were like, we're not Ekthus anymore. We that's gone. That's in the past. Let's do something fresh and new, so on and so forth. And then, so it started up and, uh, the music is literally what it is because of Josh for sure. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. Okay. But I don't want to be, I don't want to toot his horn too much, but <laughs> you know, Josh just has a good background with his mom went to Juilliard. He like taught himself how to play classical guitar when he was like 10 years old because he was right. hanging out at his dad's house bored to death okay you know? so he came up with that that he that's how he came up in the guitar and whatnot so this is this, I, is, josh, I, this is josh colbert yeah josh colbert okay all right so i think that's what gave just his the way he thinks about music and and whatnot is what gave the band really its sound you know mm-hmm. so anyway so um, that's a Strong arm, strong arm was always doted as, as, as having like, uh, people throw the word jazz around a little loosely sometimes. Cause I mean, not like you guys reminded me of Chick Corea or anything, but, but, right, um, right. I know that, I know that he was, the, the guitars have always been a little bit cleverer than the, uh, lockdown chugga chugga stuff, you know? And, and, um, yeah, you guys always had like, a ethereal <laughs> kind of a <laughs> like uh I, I i feel like if you just listen to if you just listen to the drums mm. the drums were groovy if you just listen to the guitars that doesn't sound like it's really going to be in a heavy band it could have been somewhere else you just listen to it but for some reason when you glued them all together and threw the vocals over top of it you had strong arm you know and yeah and you, you definitely you know at, at, the, at the risk of at the risk of sounding like a fanboy uh definitely had a unique <laughs> A unique sound that people obviously resonated to because it was it was it was pretty important stuff to a lot of people. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I mean, it resonates with me. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> me too. You know, but I still listen to you know 
all the heavy stuff. And I don't know, I've never been a collector of music to where like, I know who's on, who's the new coming out, this and that, you know, but, um, so I still pretty much listen to the same, some of the same old stuff I used to listen to back in the day, but there's a few new bands, you know, you know, like, uh, I think if I started a band today, it would be really heavy. It would be like a plea for purging type of heavy. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like as you get older, there's a lot of, there's a lot, there's a lot. How old are you? No comment. Come on. <laughs> I'm 43. Okay. I'm 41. I'm right behind you. Um, there you go. I feel like as you get older, um, there's a lot less of that. I just want to consume everything like Pac-Man. And there's, there's, a, right. there's a lot more impress me, bro. Like, like, uh, you want to, you want to really get my attention. You need to sound like a band from 1996. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. and, and if you don't, I'll just ignore you. Cause I have the bands from 1996 already. So yeah, I know what you're saying. I like some of the new stuff that's out there. Like what? I could, I couldn't tell you who, but <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Never mind then. I mean, <laughs> I think a plea for purging is the first album that I've actually bought the whole album in a couple years, probably, you know what I mean? Generally I just will grab a song here and there, but I bought was it their last album, the whole thing. I bought the whole thing. Wow. And, uh, I'm going to, so I'm going to have to send you some stuff. <laughs> Please do. There's sure. a lot, there's a lot of good music out there, man. It's, I know there is, it's just weeding through it. You know oh, what I mean? That's the, that's, so, that's the problem is every single band on the planet clicks a button. And they're like, here, you can listen to everything we have. And it's like, right. It's like it used to be a lot more word of mouth, and I still try right. to keep it word of mouth. Now it's just like, man, you want to go down a rabbit hole, you'd be there all night just chasing down things you've never heard of before, you know? Yeah. Who's got time for it? I think that's how I found them. I can't remember how I found them. But anyway. Hmm. All right. All right. So so you guys wanted to uh, keep trucking and do something heavier, and... When did it yeah, I mean, materialize? I don't even know that we wanted to do something heavier. We just, we, we didn't want to be, you know, we weren't trying to, Endure wasn't a punk rock band. They were a hardcore band. Um, Ichthus was more, I guess, punk rock. It doesn't matter what that was because it was horrible. But, <laughs> but it was that. And then um, we just wanted to stay with hardcore, but we wanted to do something, you know, as quality as possible. And, you know, there was a bunch of bands down here, friends of ours, and they were putting out stuff and we were like, wow, you know, that's, we're not going to be that good. And then we put out something and then they'd be like, wow. And then it was just like back and forth and back and forth. There's a lot of good bands coming up back then. And, uh, yeah. So it was a little bit harder for us because the whole Christian thing, but what does that know. mean? Ah, uh, you know, in the nineties, Nowadays, you can be pretty much be a Christian band and just it doesn't matter. But in the 90s, you couldn't be a Christian band. You, I mean, we were and it was fine down here. But when we toured, we, you know, people, people didn't like it at all. Okay. You know, and I'm, and uh, which was a little bit expected, but what are they going to do? <laughs> right. right. Our band was huge. <laughs> I right. mean, in physical size, not in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so except, except the fact that we're Christians or we'll kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't have done that. But I know, I know. Uh, I'm just messing yeah. with <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah, so it wasn't as easy back then. You know, we were on tour with uh, Shai Hulud and, you know, they were signed by Revelation and Revelation was going to put a show on and they, were less, they were, did not want us to play it. You know, they were giving us a hard time because we're a Christian band, you know, but we've been on tour for like a month with Shia Lude. Now you're going to make us not play this one show at the last minute. You know what I mean? Right. So and there was that. And then, but there were some, you know, there were bands like, like, or not bands, but record labels. We originally were going to get signed on um, Victory Records, which was what we wanted. To, we didn't want to be on a Christian label. Right. And so Victory was all about signing us. They were like, we don't care if you're Christians. We have Harry Krishna bands on here. Yeah. We don't care at all, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, they were really into our music and this and that, but they, they were a little bit too far extended 
financially that year, so they couldn't sign us. Okay. And so we decided to go with tooth and nail. Gotcha. Yeah. So too f- I have to. La- I don't mean to laugh when I hear that victory was too far extended financially. Mm. <laughs> after what? <laughs> after some of the stuff that went down, I feel like that's probably a load of crap. <laughs> 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 Whatever. It's what they told you at the time, you know. Right. Yeah. Whatever. What are you gonna do? They were cool though. We. I mean, right after they told us, we we played at their at their shop in the basement, you know, and all that. So, and super nice guys. Yeah. You know, so very good. But whatever. That was a long time ago. Right. <laughs> so you, so this is, this is like, uh, this is like early to mid nineties. You're saying like you, you, oh, yeah. you've been playing the drums since you were a little kid or did you pick them up just kind of because I started like, playing when I was, my buddy got a drum set in eighth or ninth grade and when we would skip school i would just be we'd sit he'd be sitting around his house watching tv and i didn't want to watch tv so i'd go into his bedroom and play the drums <laughs> and so i learned how to play the drums and then he got mad because i could play better than him and it was his drum set <laughs> and then <laughs> we went from there you know so yeah probably 15 i didn't start playing skipping school. I was 15 Skipping school. Shame. I know, man. I was rough back then. What kind of well, role model? A, I didn't become a Christian until I was 15. What kind of role model are you, man? Yeah. I know. I'm going to burn. A bad one. I'm going to burn all my strong arm seven inches. Because <laughs> it came from a school skipper. That's you became right. You became a Christian when you were 15? Yeah. What, what was that all about? How'd that happen? Um, a buddy of mine's family... They moved here from California and then they started, they decided, let's go to church. Let's find a church out here. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Can I go with you? And I started going to church with them. And then we finally found a church down here that was a solid church, Calvary Chapel, Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And uh, they were just starting out like 50 people. Now they're like 25,000 people, something like that. 25,000 with a comma. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. All right. But anyway, uh, I go to a smaller church now, but I don't go oh. there. But um, yeah, so I started going to church there, and I just knew as soon as I heard the story, I knew I was like, that's the guy that I've been talking to since I was like three years old that no one's ever told me about. You know what I mean? Like, okay, <laughs> since okay. I was a little kid. So yeah. So just, you didn't you didn't yeah. come from you didn't come from a religious home. You found this on your own. Oh yeah, no, no. My parents were not. My dad was like, you know, being Hispanic, like Catholic, and then he got went to Catholic school and then came out and he was like hardcore rebellious, you know, mm. guy. And he was just like on the streets, rough, rough upbringing. And he's just like, there is no, you know, if this is what God is, then he doesn't exist. You mm. know, and he just kind of turned away from that. But then again, when, when I was like three, when my dad was – my parents divorced when I was like three, four. Nah, I must have been five years old because I remember clearly. <laughs> I don't know if you can remember clearly when you're three, but you know, when he, he, my parents divorced, when he was leaving the house, he was like, no, he sat me down. He's like, no matter what, what you do or where you go, always believe in God. But he didn't tell me who God was. He just, you know, I just assumed it was the cross around his neck, but you know. Interesting. And my mom had nothing. My mom, my mom went to church like twice in her life. You know, and okay. never, never had anything to do with that. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we all come from different backgrounds. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so God we, found me. <laughs> we can, fa- <laughs> so we can fast forward. We can, we can jump back into the timeline there when you guys were uh, yeah. on tour and getting revelation records. Didn't want to, didn't want you guys to play because yeah. you were Christian and shy Halud, obviously Dude, he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, no. Matt's no. like, whatever. Well, we, He's like the ultimate, whatever, dude, let's rock guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and Matt and we all grew up together. And Matt and Josh, I mean, Matt probably, I don't know, I don't know if in detail to say that Matt taught Josh how to play punk rock okay. and stuff, but they were both at the same time into it, constantly at Josh's house, constantly playing together. Matt wasn't in Endure, but I think they were in another band before Endure called Planet X. I know Matt started a band called Planet X. I can't remember if Josh was in that or not for a short time. But uh, 
anyway, they were always jamming together. So, I mean, Matt wasn't like somebody we knew. He was a really close friend. So, okay. uh, still is, still is. So, we don't talk as much as we'd like, but sure, still is a close friend. He'd be yeah. who we, that'd be who we'd be touring with if we did the Japanese tour, uh, which, probably, which probably won't happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wants strong arm to tour Japan for a week. Okay. In a year. And it would be tentatively, it would be strong arm, shy Halud, and stretch Armstrong. Um, Although, stretch I, Armstrong. Want, <laughs> I want that tour to happen in Japan for a week and end in Philly, please. That would be, <laughs> yeah. <that'd> be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'd love to do it again. I'd love to do it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. How is that? Look, I'm not trying to dig for dirt because obviously it hasn't been announced or anything. But I mean, is that right? Is, is that a thing? You think? No, no, it's not a thing. Um, I mean, in the world of magic, anything is possible. <laughs> it's true. No, but uh, you know, it's not a thing. I think a lot of the band wants to do it. Some of the band doesn't want to do it, and we won't do it without the other guys. You know, so That's cool. You know. We did it all together, so sure. we're gonna do it if we're gonna keep it all together, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. All for one, one for all, kind of thing. Right, exactly. So. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> from from today on, it could never be talked about ever again, or this could come up again in the next couple months, and so who knows? <laughs> gotcha. Okay. That's where I'm leaving it. The who knows. The who knows. <laughs> There's yeah. always a, I mean, yeah, you never, strong arms, one of those bands. I think you can get a phone call from just, you, you you're probably constantly getting, maybe not you, but I mean, somebody no, yeah. in the strong arm family is getting a constant, like you guys want to play again. I want to see it again. You know? Yeah. I, I've actually, I, I consider admin one of my, the favorite hardcore album. I've never seen you guys. I missed oh, you guys. Wow. I, I never figured out how to get there. Uh, I, I wasn't privy to the tooth and nail scene really. So you guys mm. probably bounced through Pennsylvania a couple of times. And I, Oh yeah. Yeah. We played Pennsylvania. Nope. Wasn't, even, wasn't watched. Probably passed you on the highway. Didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <yeah. laughs> oh, well. oh well. What are you going to do? I so know. that was the, um, so the revelation show and, and, and they didn't want you to play. I, I want to hear the rest of that story. Did you wind up playing it? Yeah, we did against revelations wishes or or well matt i mean that's something we would do but we didn't it wasn't like that matt went to bat hardcore for us he was just like i f can't remember exactly but i want to say he was like these guys mean a lot to me and i'm not a christian but these guys you know blah, 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 we just went off about us and he was i want to think that he gave him an ultimatum like i'll go sign with somebody else i don't need to sign with you guys you know I want to say he said that, but I'm not positive. <laughs> okay. So um, Sounds awesome. Yeah, let's just go with that. He did say it. Um, I believe it because <clears throat> Shai Halud, and, and I, you, I don't say Shai Halud without thinking about strong arm. I don't say strong arm without thinking about Shai Halud. It, 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 it's kind of a hand-in-hand. Hand. You guys kind of took is. over that scene it in is. Florida, you know? Yeah, I think they did go hand-in-hand. Hand. A lot of love for there. those guys. That was good. Then we went to Phoenix after that. There's, I could be here for hours telling you tour stories. So, <laughs> pick a couple of your favorite stories. We got time. Oh man, I don't know. Some of the things that stand out the most. First time that. Um, let's see. How do I say it? Well, it is what it is. We're a Christian band. The first time I was trying to figure out a nice way to say it for anybody who's listening that might not be Christians, but I'm just gonna say it. Um, the first time I ever, the Holy Spirit ever just took over on stage was, uh, when we played Atlanta, uh, we were getting a lot of hate mail, email and stuff from this group in Atlanta at the time. Really? And it, yeah. And they were like, if you come here, you know, we're going to bust you up, blah, 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 blah. So on and so forth. So we showed up anyway, and we were just like, we're in the van and we're like, all right, look, let's go in there play our songs back to back. We're not going to talk or anything between the songs. We're just going to knock it out of the park really fast, load up and just get out of here, you know? And, uh, so that's what we went to do, but God had a completely different plan. <laughs> okay. And so we went into this place and we started playing and then I don't know what it, it was, I mean, it was clearly Holy spirit, but the crowd and 
every, the feel of the place was just electric, man. You know, not to sound cheese ball with that term, but anyway, it was, you know, like, and so these guys were like ski mask, baseball bats, jumping around in front of us, this and that. It was cheesy, but um, on their baseball bats. Yeah. Oh, hell no. Dude, no way. It wasn't scary. It was cheesy on their parts. But anyway, so then they like pulled our microphone cord out. Somebody plugged it back in. Then they cut the microphone cord. We only had one cord. Before, oh, before when they cut the microphone cord between songs, even though I said I'm not going to talk between songs, we'll go from one song to the other to get this set over with, I couldn't shut up. And I didn't even know what I was saying. I just kept, you know, I don't even remember what I was saying to this day, <laughs> but I couldn't stop talking. I was just like, it's just flowing out of me, you know? Okay. And then they, then they cut the microphone cord and then we were like, all right, well, I guess we're going to pack it in. And the crowd wasn't having it at all. And they knew every word to our song. There must've been five, 600 people in there. They knew every single word to the strong arm songs. And so we just played the whole rest of the set just me and the crowd just screaming our heads off in the place. It was so awesome. That's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> it was a good time. And then at the end of the show, the, this gang came up to us. All right. And we're like, and they were complete mass off like baseball bats hanging down. I'm so sorry. Like they were affected by what happened. And okay. they were just like, and all of a sudden it was like, God shut my mouth off. And Josh and, you know, it's non-confrontational. He doesn't like to get involved in stuff like that. All of a sudden, I see Josh talking to the leader of the this little gang of guys and whatnot. And then they're like hugging at the end. It, it was crazy. It was crazy. That's cool. Okay. It was awesome. Wow. And that's that's what we were there for. <laughs> wow. So you guys, it was a good time. You guys kind of you guys kind of stuck to your guns when it came to the uh, spirit-filled hardcore uh, message kind of stuff and and. Yeah. I mean, it would have been so much easier for us to not be Christian, to be Christians in our secret lives and be in a band, a hardcore band, and just talk about political stuff. Right. We would have just instantly been accepted. We probably would have been on Revelation Records. You know what I mean? We you know, So we could have gone that route, but we chose, we chose a harder road, you know? Right. And, um, I don't regret it at all. Of course. I don't think, not, I don't think no one in the band regrets it. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And on top of that, we still had a great time. <laughs> sure. It wasn't like it was all persecution. No, you know? I'm sure. <laughs> you had some rough shows, but I'm sure, I'm sure it went, it went all right. Yeah. So, so that would have been, you said you were talking about your microphone cord getting cut. So that was obviously the yeah. advent tour. Cause you were the vocalist and, and exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So I want to talk about, I want to talk about the transition of, um, of Jason leaving the band and uh, and you taking over, like like how how did that go? The, the reason I ask is because Jason is Jason has since then written a book and kind of kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of sounds like he went maybe maybe another direction, you know. And and um, that's fine. I respect that. That's totally cool. But uh, yeah, I didn't read his book, but right, right. <laughs> but this, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't bring you on to talk about his book. I would bring him on to talk about his book. <laughs> there you but, go. Yeah. But but yeah. at that time. He left strong arm because why? I don't know. I wasn't in the band. <laughs> I want, I think, and this is, this is just, you know, not even my perspective. This is a little bit of information I got on it. He just didn't, he had his eyes on other things that he wanted to do. And the band wasn't fulfilling that area of his life anymore, I guess. I don't, I, I don't know, you know, and he just kind of was like, that's it. Packed it up. You, I'm confused. You said you weren't in the band. You weren't the drummer at the time when he quit. No. Okay. So, so you don't know the story. No. So the story is this. I'm the drummer of the band. We're on tour. Our um, rhythm guitar player, Nick mm-hmm. was considering leaving the band or no, he wasn't considering leaving the band. He would, he wanted to start a side project doing more of like a, emo type thing, you know? Okay. And, um, everybody in the band was fine with it. Um, but Jason knew this guy, Bob Franquez, whom was a phenomenal bass player, guitar player. 
Okay. Really good, really good guitar player too. Also, um, I think, I think at the time they were roommates or they became roommates afterwards, but anyway, wanted to bring Bob in to replace Nick. I thought that was just completely unacceptable. You know, I was, I was like, we're for, we, we were friends before this band started and we're not, this isn't, you know, some rock and roll band where you knock this guy out to bring this guy in so you can make it to the top or whatever, you know? And which is what I, what I thought he was saying. And, uh, and I, I'm still not sure if he wasn't saying that. Okay. And I completely didn't handle it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I was, yeah, you know, I tended to be a little bit, I I could be a little bit hotheaded back then, but anyway, (laughs) I flew off. I completely flew off the chain. Hot-headed drummer in a hardcore band? Get the hell out of here. (laughs) Yeah. So I completely flew off the chain, and he was just like, okay, that's that. And then uh, the band was kind of like in a shaky ground at the time. We had a couple rough tours, and I don't know, things weren't – it's not – I didn't feel like we were going to break up, but it wasn't stable ground. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we came back home. Everyone just kind of went their own way to kind of defrag. So then long story short on this part was that Jason got together with the other guys in the band, aside from me and Nick. And then somehow they collectively kicked me and Nick out of the band and then brought in a new guitar player and drummer to replace us. That's how Steve, the drummer on the second album, got into the band. Now, Steve and I were friends well before strong arm was even around like back in the ichthus days. Okay. Steve and I were friends. And so Steve called me and was like, listen, I heard what happened. You're a friend of mine. I really want to play with strong arm, of course, but I also don't want to offend you. It was, it was, it was a big thing to do. It was like a, it was a manly thing to do to call somebody up, you know, cause he could have yeah. just not wanted to be confrontational and got sure. around it. But of course I gave him my blessing, you know, go for it. He's good people. Yeah, he is. So band went on for like six months, maybe not long. And then they came back from tour and Jason and Bob Franquez quit the band. Huh. Week me and Nick start hanging out. Nick Wait, was immediate- stop, 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 stop. Why okay. do you, why, why, why'd they quit? Or why do you think they quit? I don't know. I really don't know because when I got into the band as a singer, there was like a small flat period and then like almost immediate momentum. So I don't know if it was flat for them. And I wrote out the last little bit of that flat spot and then it got into momentum. I don't know. I really don't know okay. what their, what their deal was. And, you know, I just think that they weren't, um, weren't, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here. They just weren't satisfied okay. in one way or another with, I don't know whether it be personally what's going on in their lives or whatnot. Okay. I can't really say. I, I don't want to speak on that because I, I don't want to say the wrong thing, and I certainly sure, don't want okay, to okay. All bring right. anything derogatory down on those guys because they fine. had their own. They That's had their fine. own. They were both in school. They were in college, you know, Bible college and whatnot. So no, I'm I'm not looking for dirt either. I just didn't know if they came home from tour and they were like. We're yeah. leaving because yeah. blank, and there was a blank to fill. You know what I mean? That, that's fine. Well, I wasn't even hanging. I wasn't hanging out with anybody at the time. There was like a age of chaos, we call it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that yeah, that was our age of chaos. And then like after they left the band, I stuck. We kind of started hanging out with the guys again, okay. with the rest of the band. And then they want they were going to keep moving forward because now we were on a record label. Now they want another album out of the band. So then they were practicing. They said, they, they called me and they said, will you come? We got a bunch of singers that are going to try out. Will you come listen with us and help us make a decision on this? And I was like, sure. So I showed up and they tried out a bunch of guys and it just wasn't working out. (laughs) It wasn't good. And then I was just like, I had the blue. I was like, ah, the heck with it. I'll try out, you know? And they were like, uh, okay. Yeah, that'd be great. You so okay? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Stop! 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 This is a yeah, great yeah, story, yeah. and I've been wanting to talk about this for twenty years. So, okay. So they asked you. You're such good friends with the band that they asked you to come back in and help them pick a new singer after Jason right. left the band. Right. You just decided. Give me the microphone. Let me try. Like you've like you've literally never fronted a band before or anything. Never. 
Never. I did, ba- I did backups on our, on our first album, but well, everybody does backups when you're in a hardcore band. You're all screaming right. in the background, like yeah. not, you know. So you just decided give me the mic and like strong arm advent is the first. That's like your maiden voyage as a vocalist. Yes. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. I wish we could do another album because I can do it better now. <laughs> but anyway, and it went like w- unbelievably fast. It was like one minute. I was trying out, tearing my voice to shreds. I would get through half a song. I get through one song. I choose, you know, just tearing my voice to shreds. My voice starts changing as, you know, because everything gets stronger. It's like your diaphragm gets stronger. It's, you know, all this stuff. And then, um, and then the next before I, I'm literally when I'm like, we're at practice and I, I think I can do eight songs. You know, I'm like, all right, let's, let's shoot for 10, but I'm pretty sure I can do eight songs. They booked a tour already. And I'm like, I can't even, I remember driving to our first show going, I hope I can do all 10 songs of the set, you know, <laughs> without losing my voice, you know, it was like that type of thing. So I cut my teeth on the road pretty much. Wow. Your, your yeah. voice, your voice on Advent sounds like there's no way that dude can sustain that on a nightly basis. Because I remember just uh, times of try men's souls as it comes in is just like, <clears throat> Ooh, I, just always, <laughs> I always heard it and be like, Oh, dude, the poor guy. Like he, he doesn't play drums anymore. And now he's screaming. I figured, <laughs> I figured you'd sound like a military sergeant by the time you're 50, you'd be totally like, uh, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. But uh, it's so weird. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know what it does to a vocal cord because I know more people that sing melodically that have issues with their vocal cords than I do hardcore singers that do. Hmm. It's strange, you know? <laughs> right. So anyway. there's such a thing called head voice where, where when you try to hit those higher notes, you kind of don't use your diaphragm and you tra- trap it in your throat. And That's probably what it is. You can hit those higher notes and you can control melodically. I think it's easier. It's almost like cheating to right, use your head yeah. voice and your throat voice and then and then if you are blessed enough to have a vocal career you'll blow you'll you won't make it because you're not singing correctly <laughs> if you're singing correctly uh, from your diaphragm and i feel like hardcore singers that are like passionate and some of these bands that like were just like laying it out there and everything they're all screaming from the diaphragm because they're screaming their asses off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you can't head voice that. It, it, There's it's, no way. Yeah, you you're, never you're, survive. you're screaming from your feet. You know what I mean? And yeah, maybe maybe that was a way to like preserve your voice a little bit. I don't know. It's just a theory. I don't know what the heck I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, hey. So I don't. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just going for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, yeah. I mean, and I I love that. I love the album too. Advent. I love I love both albums. I love uh, Advent too. We had some small issues. I've talked about it before, I, and I, and now I just feel like I don't want to cop out on it. I sang my guts off on the songs, but we should have waited the next another week, maybe two weeks before we did the recording. It would have been. I think it would have been just a. Maybe the average listener wouldn't have even noticed, but I would have noticed. You know, it okay, been a little right. bit better. You know. You hear it, sure. Yeah, because I was I was like the sickest I've ever been in my life, <laughs> literally. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I had like a lung. Of, we had to miss. We missed our last show of the tour, and we were recording. Like we came home, it was like a short amount of time, and then we were recording because I was so sick I couldn't do the show, the last show. Ugh. And what, so what they kind took, of sick? What did you have? Well, they took me to the doctor, and I had like three things. I had like a lung virus. I had um, uh, some like hardcore version of the flu where the doctor was just immediately just handing me all these pills, these <laughs> antibiotics. And I kept oh. hacking up this. My lungs were completely full, not to be gross, of what looked like vanilla pudding. Ah. I mean, I literally filled up a Snapple bottle because we were driving on the road and I'm just sitting there sick, spitting in a Snapple bottle with vanilla pudding. <laughs> out of Straight out of my lungs. I mean, there's no way you're going to do a show. <laughs> That's what the vocals from Advent sound like. Like you're hacking up vanilla pudding in between songs. <laughs> That's nasty. Yeah, it, was, dude. Uh, it was nasty. But Ugh. anyway, sorry to gross you out there. So, so that was, uh, that surprises me actually. I, I guess, I guess it doesn't now that I think about it. I, I, I never, I never heard vocals from you from any other bands or anything. And out of the blue, you're just on Advent. And so that was that. Back at me. Back at me. Back at me. 
Why don't we discuss a little bit about the vocals? Or not the vocals, the lyrics on 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 Advent because, I mean, you were involved with uh, you were involved with the first album, and there are some classics on there: Division, Trials, Take This Hand, Do the End of Take This Hand. If you're not screaming along at the end of Take This Hand, turn yeah. the album off. You know? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But you and Stand Together is crazy. But you 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 actually sang the vocals in Advent. Like, how much lyrical input did you have in Advent? Because some of those lyrics, I'm telling you, man. I'm going through the typical. Mid- totally. I'm going through the. I'm going through the beginning forties, reevaluating my faith, uh, kind of stuff and everything. And yeah, Advent, man. Advent changed my life. Advent, that's awesome. And Reborn from Living Sacrifice came out right around the same time. Oh yeah, those those yeah, two we, albums. We toured like, with them on that. Boosh, boosh. I, just both of them were like <laughs> they gave me some shit to think about. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> for lack of a better awesome. way to put it. So, uh, tell me about tell me about uh, your lyrical input for Advent. Um, to be honest with you, uh, I think Jason wrote most of the lyrics for Advent. Okay. He, he at least wrote a lot of lyrics, but I think he probably wrote most of the lyrics for Advent. Okay. Um, I wrote some of the lyrics. Josh wrote some lyrics. Josh, we, we took some of Jason's songs that weren't recorded yet because Josh, not because we wanted to change the lyrics, because we didn't like Jason's lyrics, but Josh changed a couple parts to the songs. Okay. So he, he changed a little bit of the lyrics around, um, which we, we both worked on that. Alexis, Josh's wife, she, she was a great writer. She wrote some lyrics. So cool. there's, but I think been a long time, but I think, uh, Jason wrote most of the lyrics on Advent. Okay. Yeah. So definitely don't want to, Definitely don't want to take that from him because sure, no, of course not. He was going through uh, some of the things that he went through because some of these l- lyrics were written before the breakup and the age of chaos and the band, um, and some of the stuff he things he went through with the Lord and his own personal life. You know, they were for a dual purpose. They were for a purpose for him, but it was clearly was for another purpose. Okay, for anybody who was going to listen to the album. So you know what I mean, right? Yeah. So, uh, and yeah, they do mean a lot. Those, those lyrics do mean a lot. You know, I mean, the title track of the album this is going way back now, but he, Jason was on his way home from practice, if I remember correctly. And if mm-hmm. you ever, if you ever interview him, definitely ask him <laughs> about this, but, uh, he was on his way home from practice and it was the middle of the night in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And he saw a hooker on the side of the road. Okay. Stand on, on the side of the road. And he, you know, no big deal. They're there all the time. You know sure, I mean? okay. But this one time, God just reached into his heart and gave his heart a squeeze. And he was just like hysterical over it. You know, like his heart was just broken over this poor woman. You know, how can you think so lowly of yourself that you would, do you know what I mean? Do this. You know, why is your heart that broken? What happened to you type of thing? You know? Yeah. So as soon as he got home, he just started pouring out these lyrics, mm. you know, and, um, wow. yeah. So, you know, definitely don't want to take anything like that away from anybody. And that's not worried about everybody in the band were f- really good friends before we ever met Jason, you know? So when Jason came around, it was kind of like he was grafted in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the rest of us got to, become friends just because we were hanging out in the same places constantly and got to know each other. And this and that. there was no one was grafted in, you know? So I, I don't know, in some ways it was difficult, you know, it was clashing of personalities, this and that, but no one really hated anybody. It wasn't like these band breakups you hear about constantly, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. it wasn't like that for, but for, it was for a time though. I, and it was, and I want to say it was probably more my fault where I was in my life. Cause I was there for a time. I was like out for blood, you know? <laughs> no, I don't. What do you mean? Um, I don't know. I guess I come, I, I was really angry at Jason to the point of like throwing down angry at Jason, you know, like really hurt personally hurt and this and that. And I think that was more, you know, in hindsight, which age gives you, Sure. In hindsight, I think that was more where I was at than where he was at. You know what I mean? Back then, it was just, this is all his fault, so on and so forth. Mm, He's going to okay. pay. But I think really it's just where I was at um, in my relationship 
with the Lord in my relationship with myself, dealing with some issues that, you know, when you're young, you don't know what the hell you're doing. You know what I mean? Right. You're, you, you might, you don't even know that your heart is scarred from something that happened. When yeah. you're, you know what I mean? Cause you're just yeah. like day by you're living day by day. So, right. you know, and it was, and that's how it was. So I've, I've um, always like, I've always, I, these discussions that I've had with my friends, um, you don't realize when you're young, you don't, you don't realize you're damaged. Like exactly. Like it happened already. You don't even yeah. realize your damaged goods yet. You're just, you're just carrying that cyclone worth of force into the next problem. And it just keeps, it just keeps toppling things over and causing issues. And, and like, it takes a yeah. while. It really takes like a couple of years. Uh, it does. Or, or some people never get there. I mean, whatever. I'm not, I'm no psychologist, but I mean, it, it's really an arrival. It, there isn't, there isn't like a, this bad thing happened. Okay. I understand it now. Here's how right. I deal with it. Everything's perfect. Like it doesn't, dude, it doesn't work yeah. that way. Like you have to, you have to walk through some garbage for, for sometimes decades before you're like, wow, I do have daddy issues or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like, whatever. It takes yeah. a while, you know? Yeah. And I don't know, you know, sometimes you'll never know what the issue is, but it's the, I think it's the, uh, the desire and the willingness to walk it out, to, 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 tr to probe yourself to f your heart and stuff to find out exactly what is it? Why is it? And how do I, and how do I not, how do I get rid of it? But how do I get healed? How do I, you know, you know what I'm right. saying? So I do know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. But anyway, that's okay. how that went. And it, you know, if you would have asked me this back then, I would have been like, what are you talking about? I'm totally fine. There's nothing wrong. Just like, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's about, what I mean. You don't yeah. realize you're damaged. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad, yeah. dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You look, exactly. you look back at 43 and go, huh, I was pretty mad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I should probably apologize to that guy. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, maybe I should email yeah. him and be like, hey, buddy. <laughs> I was right. a dick. Sorry, dude. You know? I didn't mean that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. Anyhow. Um, you know, we're... We all, any, any type of breakup like that, there's no one's a good guy and no one's a bad guy. Everyone does something they shouldn't have done and says, you know what I mean? Says right. something they shouldn't have said and you either move on or you're stuck with it. Right. Know? So, so we moved on and really it was a really f flash in the pan. It was probably the whole thing was probably, like I said, six months to a year long. Right. Not even a year, you know? So when you're in a band, that's, that's not a lot of time. That's yeah. Like it was long enough for them to record one seven inch without me. And I think it was the trials seven inch. I think that's, I think that's the first recording that Steve played on. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. I'm staring at it, but there's not a lot of notes in this thing. It's just a record. That's because I wasn't in the band. If I was in the band, there would have been lots of, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> lots of documentation. That's right. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so then Advent happened and, uh, this album came out and smashed everybody in across the head with it. And, um, in my opinion, I got, I got into the game a little bit late. I, I became a huge strong arm fan too little, too little, too late. I, I kind I kind of feel like I got the impression that like you, you toured on it, but then it was over. Like it kind of like, it isn't like you got, yeah. you, you guys didn't record the album and then say, okay, we're done. You guys recorded the album toured on it. That's what bands do. They make an album and then they go out and support it and try to sell some records and shirts and stickers and whatnot. And then right. kind of like strong arm, just kind of it did. the wheels yeah. kind of fell off. Well, what happened? Album, like I kind of felt like you guys had like amazing, like the most momentum ever maybe. And then you guys are totally. like, eh, this isn't happening. Totally. We should have wrote it out at least for a couple more years. Cause we weren't, we were getting, we were getting bigger even when we broke up, we could have, you know what I mean? We could have yeah. kept going there. So yeah. mm -hmm. I don't know what we didn't, I don't know why we broke up. It was really strange. Um, you know, everyone was getting married and I think that, you know, um, there was this thing in the back of our minds where you can't make a living in a hardcore band. Well, you, you know were, what I mean? You were right about that. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I think there was that kind of, thing and um josh and nick and chad have already been messing around with what would end up being further scenes forever okay you know uh, mm -hmm. and steve um 
they were already writing stuff and you know messing around on the side with that. Now that's interesting. So, was that was that okay? Back up. You said Nick was originally interested in doing something um, more emo, melodic, quote unquote. Yeah, and right. then left. And then the other dude came in, and then they left, and then Nick came back, and now Nick and Josh and basically everybody but you was working on right. Further Seems Forever. So right. was that like like was that weird? Like were they sitting around kind of like making plans for the next band, and it didn't involve you, and you were kind of like, guys, yo, what the heck? Like like I always, no, no, I, no, it wasn't weird at all. I was super supportive. Josh and I had a funny conversation. He called me out of the blue, and he's just like. Yeah, so you know, this we're starting doing this other band further, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, um, you know, would would you want to try to sing for the band? And I was like, dude, you know, I can't sing. <laughs> and he, he's like, yeah, I know, but I really wanted to ask you first, so that was important. <laughs> I was like, I really appreciate that, Josh. Go for it. Go make it happen. Go have a great time. You know. So you're so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> That if you could actually sing and you weren't just a screamer yacking uh, vanilla pudding in the Snapple bottles, that yeah, Further geez. Seems Forever might have literally... <laughs> further stronger. Further might have literally been the same five dudes on Advent. It could have been, yeah. Huh. I, guess it's pl- I guess it's plausible, but... Yeah, it's totally plausible if I, got, if I could sing. <laughs> How weird would that have been? <laughs> that would have been that weird. That would have been like Advent 97, broke up 98, 99 or 2000 furthers already about to record. You know, <laughs> right. I think they recorded right. when they recorded their first album, like 2002 or something like that. I don't know. I, don't I know. think the seven, the split seven inch came out in like, uh, I, mm, I could be, I want to say, Oh one. I don't yeah, know. Man. I don't know either. I don't have any of Dennis and Mars split. This Dennis and Mars split, right? Yeah. 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 So anyway, but no, I'm glad, I'm glad they got Chris and the band Caraba and, uh, yeah, that worked out. It seemed to work out. Yeah. I mean, it, it could have worked out better Yeah, (laughs) for further. It worked out great for Chris. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, he did, but, but I, Oh, there's been, there's been many documented podcasts where, uh, Chad Neptune, (laughs) he, he heard, he heard screaming infidelities and was like, Nah, <laughs> <Just pass on. laughs> and then and then it was on the Spider-Man soundtrack, and he was like, "Oh crap," you know. But yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. his jam at I the know. time. I mean, you know, I mean, dude stayed true to his heart. At least you got to give him that. But he was always a really good guy too. So I'm glad he made it. Glad he made it. Yeah. Oh, you know, there's a few guys down here that made it, and uh, they're and they deserve it. They're like really good people. Right. So Chris Carabas won. You know. Chad from Newfound Glory mm-hmm. came up. He grew up with it. I had to go to his mom's house and sign and sit down and have her like tell me because he was too young to go on the road on tour. And when he was saying this, is when he was singing for Shilude, and I and I had to like sit there and you're going to be a chaperone, okay? And you're going to do this and you're going to be responsible if anything happens to him. I'm coming after you, you know, like that. Type. His mom's a sweetheart. She was just really worried about him. Well, I, yeah, I would be too. Everything's going to be okay. We're going to take your son out on tour. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fine. But, uh, yeah, that's I've the been, tour with Revelation. I've been thinking about that as a parent. I have I have 14-year-old twins. I have boy-girl twins who are 14. Oh, wow. And a nine-year-old. And, and there's been times where I've, I've sat here talking to some of, these, some of these artists, and I'm like, man, they hit the road when they were 17. Like, yeah. my son is, like, just – asking his first girl to his first dance and he just joined he just got into high school like earlier this month you know what i mean oh wow and like within three years i'd be shoving his dumb his dumb ass into a van and sending him across the country dude i'd be flipping out as a parent i'd be like no i don't want you to tour i don't care about the hardcore scene i would screw those kids no stay home i'd be so so scared you know and uh, yeah, at the time when I was 17, if somebody would have called me, I'd have been like, later, and I would have been out of here. You know what I mean? Gone, but yep. It's so, what a weird dichotomy to be the parent. You know what I mean? I know. That is weird. It is strange. <laughs> Super weird. And, you know, when you're touring with these bands, you know, especially like by the time we were on Advent, a lot of the bands that we were touring with were younger than us. You know, sure. they were like a couple years 
same age to a couple years younger than us. And uh, watching these guys get on the road, it was like college, you know, like their first time away from where it's freedom from their parents, you know, <laughs> and yeah. bouncing off the walls. And mm -hmm. Not everybody was like that, but, you know, some of the guys were. I know what you mean. Definitely what you mean. I won't, I won't name names. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then when we did our reunion show in 2000 at Furnace Fest, that was awesome. That was a great show. That's the first time somebody from Japan, I've literally, they had to have an interpreter. A magazine from Japan came over, flew all the way over here just to see the show and, and interview us. And I'm like, how has anybody ever heard of us in Japan? What's with you guys in Japan? You guys are here. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe there's like strong on banners over there. Maybe we're that big in Japan. Nah, I, <laughs> I hope so. On the, on the side of the road, the highway, you know? <laughs> be people translating this podcast into Japanese. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that'd be we cool. We should do that. Uh, Use Google Translator. You know, never turns out right, but... It's <laughs> <laughs> it took us 45 minutes to figure out how to record this. Are you kidding? Now you want me to translate it to Japanese? <laughs> Walk before you run there, buddy. Slow down. Yeah. That's cool, man. The, so, the, yeah, the Furnace Fest 2000. I remember. Uh, how, how, why didn't you go to that? Uh, mm -hmm. Because oh. that is uh, uh, it's like 20 hours from where I live. 20 hours? You live in PA, right? I live uh, an hour north of Philly. Yeah. Look at him rolling his eyes. I know Eight you're in hours. Florida and you have to drive to everything because you live down there on the wag yeah. of America. It's not my fault. Dude. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. So don't give me a hard time about driving somewhere. <laughs> no, 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 no. Festivals come to Philadelphia and I will meet it there. I'm not driving. I'm not driving if I don't have to. I live near a big city for a reason. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. I like Philly. I got to tell you though, I went there to have not the best cheesesteak. Oh, just gonna say. Oh, oh, really? Not trying to cause problems here, but <laughs> I don't like cheese whiz on my cheesesteak. I like real cheese on there. I'm not a big fan of the whiz either. I don't get that. I whiz, wit, wit, or whiz, or Velveeta, whatever it is, with whiz or what? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of chemically. I'm not into that. Yeah, totally. I'm with you. <laughs> I get I get in arguments with my friends around here all the time that are like from New York and whatnot, and I'm like, listen, guys, it's 2016. The best pizza isn't in New York. It's everywhere. Yeah. If you can't have the same ingredients down here in 2016, <laughs> and then they're like, it's the water. No, it's not the water. <laughs> Ew. I hate when people say that from New York. It's something about our water. Dude, your water is yeah. no way. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. No, this is, this is good. This went well. I'm glad, I'm glad things are well. And, and, uh, and, um, there's somebody in Japan trying to drag strong arm over there next year. Let's do it, man. It's I'm, uh, I don't I'm, care. I'm somebody from anywhere. I'll go frankly, play in I'm, Iceland. A, I'm a little pissed off, frankly, that uh, strong arm, shy Halud and stretch Armstrong are going to play in Japan for a week. And I, Oh uh, yeah. Well, I don't know that anybody's okay with that, except I know I'm, I think, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that shy Halud's a hundred percent would do it and i don't know what the percentage for stretch or or even strong arm is for what's, me 100 percent. what's stretch doing i have no idea man huh i don't know we just kind of lost touch after through the years you know life happens and they're up in south carolina and whatnot so yeah 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 they're closer love those guys man but uh i would love to go on the road again that would be cool so so let me ask you that that's an interesting question if if strong arm said hey we're going to do a week reunion thing in japan and and you said dude i'm totally in let's do it you have to have what is going on in your life that you can just take off for a week and go play with your old band like what do you do for a living i'm a construction supervisor but i'm in transition to be fully working for myself so hopefully that'll happen in the next six months and then if, I mean, if we said yes today, it would be a year until we toured Japan. So sure. I'd be, um, I would definitely be working for myself by then. You're looking to transition yeah. into your own construction company? No, no. I did that before. Okay. Um, and I never want to do that again. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start working for home type of deal, doing uh, consulting and stuff like that. Okay. So For construction? Well, partially, yeah. 
consulting really? for construction. I can um, inspections. I mean, right now I make my own. I make my own hours anyway, even though I work for another company. I don't uh-huh. have. I, I work on the road. I don't go to. I don't have an office. Okay. I'm just constantly doing inspections. I drive 125 miles a day. Doing I see. Okay. Inspecting houses and stuff. So. Oh yeah, yeah, Steve. Stephen mentioned that. He said home inspections. I thought, oh, yeah. I think yeah. I'm not a home inspector. I inspect when a contractor's done with the job, I go and make sure he did the job right. Gotcha. And okay. if he done, okay. didn't, I get him to come back. So, so okay. yeah. Anyway, so even now, I could, I could easily take a couple of weeks off and, and go do that. No problem. Sweet. The hard okay. part is going to be building my voice back when half the band lives in Tennessee. And we're not going to be doing live what it'll, what it'll probably end up looking like is if, if we did do it is everyone just basically relearning the songs and me locking myself in a closet somewhere and screaming my head off to the album, yep. you know, and, uh, and then like maybe showing all flying into Japan a week early and doing a couple pra- live practices, you know, gotcha. <laughs> and then just to tighten up and then, <laughs> then do it. But I don't think, you know, I don't think it would be it would take it be as hard as it. I think I have the hardest job is to build my throat back up. Okay. Everybody else, as soon as they start playing the songs again, it'll just come right back. You know what I mean? Because you haven't you haven't, you haven't done anything since Strongarm. No. So you no. haven't screamed. Not only not only did you scream to a point that it made people wonder if that guy's ever going to be able to talk again. You haven't done it for eighteen years. A long time. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Well, you, you, now you have something to do with those 125-mile drives. You just scream in the car <laughs> like a complete crazy person. Right, right. <laughs> People look over, what is that guy doing? <laughs> I'm practicing. Mind your own business. <laughs> I have to get my windows tinted real dark. <laughs> no, dude, roll them down. At a red light, dude, people would be killing you. People would be calling the cops. America. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That would go viral. Some kid would have it on his phone and be like, I just caught I just caught him screaming Advent of a miracle in his car. He's warming up. This is gonna happen. <laughs> that would be cool. I would do it, man. I would do it. I think I don't know. Who it, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Okay. Will it happen? There might be a ten percent chance at this point that'll happen. So you're But it's better than a zero, right? So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> Beautiful. That's my speculation. Yes. All right. <laughs> okay. So you're in. So, so I'm 100% in. So as of as of this podcast, I can say that as the story grows has confirmed that 20% of strong arm is in agreement with a Japanese reunion tour with Shai Halud and Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> Sure. I really spread that as thin as I can. Yeah, you really did. Huh? You turned ten percent into twenty percent somehow. <laughs> well, was, no, no. You said you're ten percent sure it might happen, but you're one of five guys. Right. You said you totally do it. That's twenty percent of strong arms said they are willing are to do a Japanese tour. Are you an investment banker? I could be. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> no, but uh yeah, so there you go. Twenty percent. I'm twenty okay. percent in. And you I heard it here. I think it's higher than that, but <gasps> definitely you can say 20%. Who, I think else, Steve, in the, who else? No, in the band I can't do, I'm not even going to name it because then, then everyone will be like, why won't he do it? And then he'll, his name will be out. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 So. All right. Fine. Well, cool, right, man. Yeah. You, you got anything else you want to say? What, what's your, uh, what's your kid's name? Jack. That's right. You did say that in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. I'm teaching him how to scuba dive and i uh, just taught him some free dive tricks you're a diver he's, he's got to go spear fishing with me you're a spear fisher and a scuba diver yeah see that's and, interesting. I, ser- and I surf and water sports has been my life since i was a little kid huh growing up in florida you know florida so, i guess yeah right i'm more I know, I, I got friends up by you, and they and they're afraid to go and swim in the ocean with me. Like jaw, they're afraid of jaws. <laughs> we're more into we're more into cheesesteaks and hockey over here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hockey! Yeah. Well, Chad. Hey, Chad was a big hockey player. He played. He oh, he did. I didn't even know. Yeah, that. he played a lot. He used to play a lot. He used to play on a local league down here. Yeah. So yeah, I couldn't believe it. 
Uh, I don't. I don't know. Something I couldn't believe there was even a league down here. You know what I'm something saying? Something, something very unnatural about a Floridian hockey player. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can you do? All right, man. Well, thanks for your time. I appreciate. I appreciate you hanging out. And um. Yeah. Thanks for uh, you know, Karen. <laughs> I do. I do, man. I I'm dead well, I appreciate serious. Appreciate it. Yeah, it means a lot. It really does. It, it's a. Uh, it's a it's an important album, and I think you and I should get together again sometime soon and talk about it. Cool. We'll Let's leave do it at it. that. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. Take care.